Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at ozarkfolkcenter.com. Hey folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be listening to a fellow from Missouri who you may have heard playing banjo in a major motion picture a few years ago, Mr. Van Colbert. And to show what a progressive and cutting-edge radio show this is, our sound engineer Mark Jones has found a recording of Jimmy Driftwood playing a tune on a hickory leaf. Now there's something you don't hear on the radio every day. We'll also be listening to a couple of other great Missouri folk singers, Kathy Barton and Dave Parra. And our producer Jeff Glover and I will begin a dialogue about the meaning of the term folk music. That's this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Our musical guest this week is an interesting fellow from Missouri named Van Colbert. Van learned to play the banjo from his father and got his first banjo, an old silver tone that came from a pawn shop in West Plains, Missouri, when he was 13 years old. Here are some songs we recorded when Van and his brothers played here at the Ozark Folk Center last year. I'm thinking tonight of an old cottage home that stands on the brow of a hill Where in life's early morning I once loved the room Now all this quiet and still My mother's sweet prayers in my heart still are fell. I'll treasure them up while on earth. The old cottage home, the old cottage home, that stands on the brow of the hill. Where in life's early morning I once loved to roam. Brother John, he's a year older than I am, so I'll mention him first. John's here, and he's playing the guitar and the harmonica and singing. 
he plays a pretty mean auto harp, but he didn't bring it. And then there's me, Van, and I'm playing the banjo and singing. And then behind me, just a year back, is Leon. He's about six foot three, but I still call him my little brother. <laughs> and he's playing the fiddle and singing, and he plays, he's a multi-instrumental too. He plays guitar and sings. And to me, Leon's the favorite, my favorite singer of our family. I like his voice the best. And then there's my brother Vernon, who's uh, just, he makes you mad. I don't care what he plays. He can pick up an instrument he's never seen in his life, and five minutes later, he's playing it like a pro. Tonight, he's playing the mainly the guitar, but he's also doing some really, really nice claw hammer.
Back in the late 20s, maybe early 30s, they all migrated up to uh, Hokomo, Missouri. I don't know if you know where Hokomo is, up through Bakersfield, and up there, called them all the way on a wagon. And there were so many kids, most of the kids didn't get to ride the wagon, they walked, walked that whole distance. They migrated, migrated up to Hokomo, Missouri, and that's where he met my mother, and all that. And, and we just, there was, like I said, there was 10 of us, so we just, Sit around and play a lot of music and stuff back then. And I mean, there wasn't all this TV like there is now. There was one channel, and it got heavy. It was snowy half the time. And we weren't rich. We were probably pretty poor, but we got by. And that was one way we entertained ourselves. Did a lot of hunting and fishing, and then we'd sit around the house and play music with our dad. And he played a lot of old Carter family, Jimmy Rogers stuff, because that's the music he grew up. And so that's what we played. That's my little brother Vernon there, getting, putting his guitar down. He's going to play the banjo. He's got, he, he writes a lot of songs, and this is a song he wrote about us back in childhood. For one of our things we did when we was kids, when one was in the outhouse, if the other seen him, they'd chuck rocks at it. It wasn't very much fun. It was real fun if you was chucking the rocks. It was fun up until this time anyway. <laughs> and then it was pretty well done after that. <laughs> Oh, 
said he tired and hot. One looked at me and all he said was, What in the world was you doing on top of that old outhouse? banjo because my dad was a banjo player he's the one that taught me how to play when I was just a boy but he played he grew up down here in this country on the Buffalo River he was born in St. Joe and then there was other local people around but we didn't really get out and mix a whole lot there was 10 of us so we already had our own band we didn't have to get out amongst them and but there were several pickers around there I heard but they were all bluegrass I never actually heard an honest to God call hammer player around there until mid-70s, a lot of the hippie people, which I aligned with, come in and they, a lot of them played claw hammer banjo. When we would sit down and play music, we ranged in age from probably Vernon was 10 and Joe was 18 or so. We played everything from uh, Carter Family and Jimmy Rogers to uh, Hank Williams to uh, Joey was partial Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> and I'd play along on the banjo because that's what the instrument I had. <laughs> Oh, Danny boy, I love you so. 
place where I am alive. Kneel down and say, and I'll be there for me. And I shall hear those soft you tread above me. And my grave shall warmer, sweeter be. And you'll kneel down and tell me that you love me. And I shall sleep in peace until you come to me. That was Van Colbert with his brothers John, Leon, and Vernon playing The Old Cottage Home, Cold Winter's Night, Two Steps Back, and the old popular Irish ballad Danny Boy. After this break, I'm going to take you down to the music vault to hear the late Jimmy Driftwood play an instrument he found right out in his backyard. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. come that time in the week where I like to go down into the vault and visit my buddy Mark Jones, who takes care and keeps track of all the recordings of our music we've made over the years here. Let's go down and see him. Hey, Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Dave. I've been looking for you. <laughs> well, you know, I've been thinking about some things. This is a land of music right here in, in North Arkansas where we live. And there's a lot of different musical instruments. Of course, we always hear the, you know, the guitar and the banjo and the fiddle, the dulcimer, the auto harp. But there's some unusual instruments around as well, like the pick and bow or the mouth bow and the the fiddle sticks, let's say. What have you got down here that's like the most unusual thing in your recording archive? Well, a friend of mine, when he said when he was little, he played a pewter waiter. 
a tray that was made out of pewter, and he played rhythm. And he went on to be a great rhythm guitar player, but he started out on a pewter waiter. And, uh, you know, I run across the other day, and you, you will like this, a fellow that's known for a lot of his songwriting ability and all that, and a gentleman that was here at the very beginning, but he played a hickory leaf. A hickory leaf. Right off a hickory tree. And I, I've seen him walk over and pick the leaf off the tree and stick it in his mouth and take off and get some of the wildest sounds out of it. But here's a recording of Jimmy Driftwood playing guitar and a hickory leaf. Well, this I've got to hear. You know, I'd like to, before I sing a song, I'd like to do a very old thing. I'll tell you, I hope you'll all come out to my house sometime. I really mean this. Come out and have a cup of coffee or a Pepsi or sit and talk a while. And I, I like to play your tune on a hick relief. thought, Mark, that you could get a sound like that out of a hickory leaf. I know. I'm, I'm not sure how he did it because he had both hands playing guitar and just uh, he, he had the leaf in his mouth, but it he sure made some music out of it. You know, I'm going to have to try that next summer when the leaves are on the trees. There's a lot of hickories at my place, but I don't look forward to it because I don't think they taste very good. I bet they don't. <laughs> well, that was a great recording. Mark of Jimmy Driftwood playing the Hickory Leaf. Do you know what tune that was? I really don't. It's kind of a medley of stuff. And knowing Jimmy, it's probably just whatever came into his head at the time. He was probably making it up as he went along. Probably so. All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. See you next week. I hope so, Dave. Folk singers Kathy Barton and Dave Para, who live in the Missouri River town of Boonville, are no strangers to our stage. They both used to work right down the road at the Grandpa Jones Dinner Theater and lived here in Mountain View for several years. Dave and Kathy are fine folks and excellent musicians with a large repertoire of traditional songs and tunes. Let's head down to the stage to hear some of their music. I asked Johnny Booker for a crosscut saw. He gave me half a bushel of his old mean jaw. Do Johnny Booker up, do to me, do.
Burning cloth, the water pours over the dam. Only man with a red shirt on, so go to the end. Do Johnny Booker up, do to me, do, do Johnny Booker up, do. Sister, he gave her a hug and then he kissed. Do Johnny Booker, oh, do to me, do do Johnny Booker, oh, do do Johnny Booker, oh, do to me, do do Johnny Booker, oh, do. Old Johnny Booker was a mean old man, washed his face in a frying pan, hung his hair with a wagon wheel, died with a toothache in his heel. Do Johnny Booker, oh, do to me, do do Johnny Booker, oh, do. Thank you very much. Because my dad was in the military, and what do you say when you're an army brat? I've lived in a lot of different places. I was born in Georgia, lived in Kentucky, Virginia, Hawaii for a while, but I've been in Missouri since since 1967. Oh, I grew up in the Chicago area, and I came to MU in Columbia, where Kathy lived, uh, to the University of Missouri there, and then I just kind of stayed. <laughs> I met Kathy, and then I went, you know, going back to Missouri, going back to Chicago. So, and we came, started coming down here, and I came down in seven, 1973, I think, just out of high school. I saw um, that National Geographic did a series of different kind of ethnic musics LPs back in those days, and they did one called Music of the Ozarks. And I just fell in love with it, because not only did it have great music, but it also had pictures of the musicians down here. And there was one picture of the whole Rack and Sack Folklore Society. And they were all holding some kind of instrument or the other, and I said, I love that. I, I want to be where that, that kind of music's going on. And I came down here, and that's where I first heard the auto harp. That's where I first heard a hammer dulcimer. That's where I first heard the mountain dulcimer. All, the, all three of those hammered in mountain dulcimer and auto harp here. So this has had a very big impact on me.
very much. Well, I didn't, I didn't learn directly from anyone in my family playing music. I learned a little bit from my sister who played guitar, but my dad loved music. And my dad built 14 hammer dulcimers. He made five or six mountain dulcimers and a banjo even. And he did that just for the love of the music. Um, but he never really was interested in playing himself, but he loved hearing us play. You know, that really thrilled him. And, and uh, my mom and dad both were big encouragers, I'd say. But as far as learning directly, I didn't. What I had to do was to go learn from people in the community. And I would say in my life, Taylor McBain, like Dave cited, was one big influence at home. Grandpa Jones was a big influence. Grandpa and Ramona both were big influences on not only our playing, our performing, we learned a lot about performing from watching the two of them. And we learned a lot of repertoire and a lot a lot of my banjo playing. You can hear a little little bits of grandpa in that and Mark too.
Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's like this this music is meant to be shared. And and I, I we both feel strongly about it. That's why we do a lot of work now and have since 1981. We've been doing work in schools. I'm sharing this. That's why the concept of the Ozark Folk Center is right where my head is. This is, you know, oh, yeah. I think this is of, of huge importance that you have a, a state park that is all about the people and the culture and passing it on. That is so important because if you don't keep passing it on, then somewhere along the line it, it, it dries up and dies out. And this way you keep it going, you keep it going and pass it on to the next generation. So we work in schools, we do school assemblies, we do residences, and we always talk about Mountain View because I have kids, we have kids making mouth bows. I learned to play that from Leo Rainey and Jimmy Driftwood when, first, when I first came down here. Yeah, Leo Rainey. And we're still doing that. We've made over 2,000 of them in the state of Missouri at this point with kids. been listening to Boonville, Missouri musicians Dave Para and Kathy Barton. In that fine set, we heard Johnny Booker, their rendition of the old fiddle tune Marmaduke's Hornpipe, an old Missouri song, When I Went For To Take My Leave, and they finished that set with Johnny, Johnny, Don't Get Drunk. After a short break, I'm going to try to figure out why our producer, Jeff Glover, is frantically gesturing to me through the control room window. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. comes Jeff Glover, the producer of our show. He's been trying to get my attention for the last 15 minutes. Hey, Dave. Well, Jeff, what's going on? What do you want? Oh, man, I'm so excited. You know, I've been trying to add repertoire to my folk center, folk music. Yeah. And, okay, I found this interview with Jay Unger and Molly Mason that I think is going to allow me 
to to introduce new music into my repertoire. So. Well, you mean like folk music? Yeah, yeah, folk music. Well, of course, that sounds good. Okay, here, just listen to this interview with Jay Unger and Molly Mason, okay? Okay. What is a folk song? <laughs> Do you remember Louis Armstrong's answer? All songs are folk songs. I never heard a horse sing one. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, when you, um, you know, it's very hard to say, as I'm sure you know that answer, because so I'm thinking about Stephen Foster songs, which most people think are some kind of folk song. They learn them when they're a little kid. Everybody knows them. Their grandparents knew them, and, you know, those are folk songs. Well, th that's popular music from 1853, you know? So how do you, how do you measure that? So what are you going to call Beatles songs in another 30 years? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's the dichotomy of traditional folk and contemporary, and then that isn't really even a dichotomy because take a Shokin Farewell as an example. Not a folk tune. It's, it's, it's part of a tradition now. There are a lot of tunes like that, not just that one, that other people have written. They're part of, of the tradition as a living tradition. That's the important thing about it. It's not only a museum piece. Each generation takes the old tunes and hopefully makes them their own and plays them with respect to the old styles, but in their own way to keep it alive. And new tunes are added. That's a, it's a complicated subject. It is a little complicated. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that makes sense to me, Jeff. I thought what she said was pretty reasonable. Me too, Dave. I'm so excited about it because what she said is I can now use pop music in my folk music repertoire, right? Well, like what kind of pop music? Check this out. This song was huge. Everybody loved this song, and I'm going to start playing it because according to what Molly Mason said, I think it's folk music now, achy Breaky Heart. Uh, Jeff, Achy Breaky Heart is certainly not what you'd call folk music. That was a that was like a fad tune, a country tune from what, 10, 15 years ago? But Dave, it was a popular song. Everybody loved that song. Well, I think what Molly meant about pop songs is songs that stand the test of time. Stephen Foster's songs were pop songs, sure, but that was 150 years ago, and they're still around because they've been passed down from generation to generation. Do you think that'll happen with Achy Breaky Heart? Well, I don't know, Dave. I mean, that song's been I mean, 10, 15 years is a long time. Ah, uh, Jeff, I don't think that's going to be uh, what you Dave, could call a folk song. You're so stupid. Jeff, you got something in your beard. Uh, cotton candy. You broke my pencil. Yes, I did. This week's feature artist, Van Colbert's musical career, got an unexpected boost when he was asked to play banjo for the West Plains, Missouri band, Blackberry Winter. This is the band that played the soundtrack for the Oscar-nominated film Winter's Bone, which starred Jennifer Lawrence. Van still tours with Blackberry Winter, as well as performing solo and with his family. Let's close out this week's show with four more tunes played by Van Colbert and his brothers.
it's been a wonderment for me. It changed my world entirely. Like I said, I'm kind of a recluse, a hermit type person. I mean, I, I don't go get out and about. Well, I was a janitor down at the college. It's a satellite of uh, MSU out of Springfield. I was down there one evening uh, mopping the floor, and a woman was sitting across, I knew, from the going to the festival. She's a really, really good ballad singer, really good singer, Meredith Cisco. And all of a sudden she said, hey, Van. I looked over there and said, come here. I walked over there. She said, how'd you like to play banjo in a movie? And I said, you bet. <laughs> and from there, we got to go on a tour. We toured every major city in the U.S. I went to Canada. The day my dang passport came, me and my wife sat there and grinned at each other for three hours. We couldn't believe I had a passport. <laughs> So it's, it's put me out in the old big world, took me from my hermit days and flung me out amongst them. I'm in New York City and Hollywood, by golly. <laughs> just music. To me, all music's folk music, really. I don't care. It runs the gamut from old string banging, banging stuff and Pete Seeger's and that kind of folk. And then I guess rap's folk music. It's folk doing it. I mean, rock and roll, it's all. To me, that's just a, folk music means music. When you want to get real hardcore, I mean, it'd be like a Pete Seeger and all them boys and what they carried on. But then again, I got an old book, a Flatt & Scruggs book that probably they put out in the 50s and it on the cover of it says folk music with an overdrive. So I, I don't know, there's no specific answer to that. To me, it's just music. 
Well, I'm always I'm always lighthearted and easy Not a care in this world of life Because I'm Her actual band, I came and uh, heard Doc Watson, and then I've been here and heard the 
chocolate drops, and I've been here and heard Ross Stanley a couple times, and I think I've heard Doc a couple times. But uh, I've come to this town before that, and I played down on the square with a fiddle player I used to play with that's now passed on. A man named Don Beadle was a great musician. I miss him. But I can't tell you exactly when, but it's been quite a while. I've come down here for years and heard musicians I really admire. So to me, this is a real, I mean, a real treat to get to play here. And before I ever played here, I'd go stand down there on the square and listen and watch. I like listening as much as I like playing. I mean, I just like music. So I ain't got to be in there entertaining to enjoy it. I enjoy what the other people do. Well, who at my door Oh, yeah. 
That was musician Van Colbert. Van started that set with Black Mountain Rag, followed by Turkey Down in the Hollow, Over the Mountain, and an old gospel song, I Will Abide with Thee. Thanks for listening to this week's show, which featured musicians from the Missouri Ozarks. For more information about us, check out our website at ozarkhighlandsradio.com. Click on the Contact Us tab if you have any questions or comments. For Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. See you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974, and by Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. More information online at ArkansasStateParks.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.